Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And happy Tuesday afternoon to everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon on the Super Talk Network online, wherever you're tuned in. Always a pleasure to have you join us. And what a great show we've got today. Our new defensive coordinator, Austin Armstrong, is going to join us here momentarily. We've got head coach Will Hall scheduled for the show tomorrow. So we're going to talk Golden Eagle football over the next two days. And uh, we're excited to do that. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for their support of the show. And uh, as always, we encourage you, if you want a great meal, go to Dickie's Barbecue. If you want to cater your next event, call Dickie's. Whether it's for your business, your family, or your church, uh, Dickie's has a catering plan for you. And we appreciate their support. Bob and Luke from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel and always appreciative of First Bank for their support of the Eagle Hour. Austin Armstrong is the new defensive coordinator for the Golden Eagles. And uh, Coach Armstrong and I were talking before we went on the air about this. First of all, Coach, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Thank you very much for your time. Well, thank you guys for having me back on. And I really appreciate what you guys do for our organization and our players and promoting our brand here. And uh, glad to be here. Coach, you and I were talking before you went on the air, and I said to you something that you already knew, that uh, the people that I hear from are excited. There's a great deal of excitement, and there's a great deal of expectation, expectation that the Southern Miss football program is going to get back to the level that uh, that the fans are used to. Your, your thoughts about that, Coach? Well, we certainly, you know, believe in that. You know, first off, uh, you know, it starts with Coach Hall and the tone that he sets uh, for our program with his approach every day and his organization, his attitude, and how he treats people. And this feeds down to within the great people within our organization. You know, uh, I, I think sometimes we take for granted uh, how lucky we are to be here, how thankful we all should be to be in a place like Southern Miss, where football is really important, where it's been done at a high level before and where a community uh, supports an institution, supports a program, and, uh, and we're very fortunate to be here, and there should be a lot of excitement. You know, I commend, you know, our players for their work from the end of spring ball to now. Uh, you know, Coach Ancar and Coach Milner and our strength staff has done a phenomenal job this summer, as well as, you know, Todd McCall and his, his medical staff, right, doing a great job of rehabbing players and, you know, keeping us safe and informed relative to things that are going on in the world, but... Uh, it all starts with Coach Hall and it goes to our players. You know, our players have done everything we've asked them to do in every aspect of our program, and, uh, man, they're they're fun to be around. So, yeah, it's headed in the right direction. Coach, uh, uh, grown-ups or or adults live in a different world, obviously, than college athletes. I wonder if you could put in perspective a little bit what the vibe is amongst the kids. Do they understand and and recognize the excitement and the expectation and do they are they are are they too young to fully understand the the history of the program or do you think they're aware of that and want to add to that history well i certainly think they 
understand the excitement, go walk through the Duff right now and see those smiling faces and see other interaction with their teammates and, and with their coaches. And uh, like I said, that goes back to the environment that Coach Hall uh, creates here. And I think they, they do understand, right? You know, something that, you know, it's important to us is, and I think Coach Hall is the perfect person for this and our staff is, you know, you come to Southern Miss to win. That's what Southern Miss does. You know, we don't have a $185 million football facility, but we do have a great facility that Jeremy McClain and our athletic department and Coach Hall have upgraded. It rivals anybody in Group of Five right now, right? You know, we have those things, and our players, I think, certainly understand that, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I believe to, to know your future, you have to know your past. And, I mean, we, we embrace, like we said before, the history and tradition uh, and the expectations of playing high-level defense here. You know, isn't that why you do it? You know, to be to have opportunity to do something special. And the fact that it's been done here before is going to even make it more special and we're able to achieve what we aspire to achieve here. Coach, uh, Luke Johnson's in the First Bank studio over in Laurel. Let's get him into the conversation. Coach, thanks for coming on today. Uh, you particularly coach the linebackers, and, and man, what a group of uh, wild banshees uh, you got out there. You got experience with Swayze Bozeman, and then uh, you, you got Hayes Maples coming back, and, of course, Latham and, and Booth and other guys. And Portlock played well last year when he was in there. I, I, and in some ways, you may have the, uh, the most uh, talented group of, uh, of players in one position. Uh, certainly. We have a special group, and uh, I love those guys. I love spending time with them. I love meeting with them. I love being around them. And, you know, I know we've said this before, but you've got to give credit to the previous staff for putting a group together of not only good football players, but of good people. And uh, I enjoy being around them. Uh, you know, person you left out of there was T.Q. Newsom. You know, also, it's going to be a guy that's going to be a positive contributor to our team. I mean, when I go in that meeting room, you know, it's fun, man. They're all sitting up straight. They're, they're serious. They take notes. They ask good questions. They're intelligent people with high character. Um, it's a really special group. You know, you start with, you know, like you said, you know, like Santrell Latham. I think Santrell Latham um, is as talented of a player in this league, and you could probably look pound for pound from the time that Coach Hall got here to today. His resume over the last nine months has been as impressive as anybody from the way that he's straightened out academics to – his social life to the weight room. I mean, this guy's up to like 220 pounds. Uh, I mean, this guy's a special person and a special football player. And then, you know, you talk about, you know, Swayze Bozeman. You know, Swayze's played a bunch of good football here. He is the embodiment of a Southern Miss Eagle, in my opinion, of what we want from a character and football standpoint. Swayze's kind of dealing with a little uh, lower extremity injury that he's working through right now that we're going to have him back here pretty soon. And, uh, and then you got Hayes Maples. You know, Hayes Maples – I think the greatest compliment you should give to someone like Hayes is that he's the same person every day. He comes to work. He positively affects other people around him. He does the right things and makes good choices every day. Hayes, a similar deal, uh, you know, almost back from a lower extremity injury that Ford had him out there on Thursday with us. Uh, you know, T.Q. Newsom is another guy who uh, was limited in the spring due to an academic schedule. But, man, he's probably made leaps and bounds – as much of anybody in our room from a, a schematic standpoint can play Mike and Will. has done a great job getting his weight under control. And, you know, definitely the smartest guy in the room, you know, he's going to be a doctor. And then, like you said, you know, uh, Zach Portlock, a guy that, you know, played some really good football last year for uh, Southern. Uh, and he's improved, continuing to sharpen his game. 
Uh, you throw Arian Gregory in there, a guy that's doing a good job and creating depth for our team. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, Rakeem Booth uh, suffered a lower extremity injury uh, and won't be able to participate this year. We'll be kind of in a student coach role. But I'll tell you this, man, if uh, we, we have a great team, we have a great culture, but if uh, we had 115 Rakeem Booths, uh, from the, how he treats people to how he positively affects people every day, uh, not only would this football team be better, uh, the world would be a better place. Coach, we uh, we joked about it last time. Uh, we had breaking news here on the Eagle Hour that uh, we could confirm that you and both tight end coach Caden Cochran had shaved before in in your life, and uh, we were thankful for uh, the the uh, the fan base to know that. But seriously, how has in in a in a great way the the youth of this coaching staff, particularly you, how have your players, but as the defense as a whole, responded to you guys? Well, you know something that we preach about in every aspect of our organization is if you're good enough you're old enough you know we don't sit around and say hey you know this person playing corner is a senior this guy's a freshman the freshman's been playing better than him but we're going to play the senior because he's a senior no you know if you're good enough around here and you produce you're going to be given responsibility and uh you know i really feel like that i'm as fortunate of a person in coaching today you know from the experiences that i've had as a young coach and the people that have I've been exposed to and it helped me and uh, helped me move forward in my career. Uh, but I think our players responded really well. You know, uh, we have a great scheme. We have a great staff. Uh, we're honest with them. We love them. We coach them hard. We love them harder. And, you know, I don't think they ever sit up there in a defensive meeting and say, man, hey, Coach Armstrong's only 28. They're trying to figure out how to fit, you know, the counterplay or a drop back pass. You know, does this person have the answers for me to be successful? And then, you know, when you're surrounded around good people, you know, you start with our staff. You know, Dan O'Brien, our safety coach, has done a phenomenal job, a big help for me and some organizational stuff. Randy Lacey does a great job coaching the front, and we ask that guy to do a lot. Uh, you know, Mark Kreiner with our outside linebackers, a guy that's had coordinator experience in the past and does a good job coaching our outside linebackers. And then Chad Williams, who also has coordinator experience, doing a good job with our corners. So, you know, we have a vision. We have a system. We have a, a philosophy for everything that we do and a detailed plan, and we go uh, uh, apply the plan when it's necessary. So, uh, yeah, I think there's some advantages to being a young guy, being around these guys. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, you have to be yourself, and that's what I try to do every day. I try to be the same person every day from my personality, how I treat people. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think, I think they've responded well. We're talking to defensive coordinator Austin Armstrong, head coach Will Hall on the Eagle Hour tomorrow's Golden Eagle football time, folks. We're going to continue our conversation with Coach Armstrong right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back to the show. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. It is the place to go for Southern Miss Apparel. I was there this weekend. I can attest to that. They got the walls stocked with Southern Miss football apparel and uh, stuff to get you ready for the fall, which is now just around the corner. And we appreciate their support of the show. Austin Armstrong is the defensive coordinator for the Gold Eagles. 
Coach, fall camp uh, just around the corner. Uh, let our listeners know uh, how soon you start, what the schedule will be, and uh, what you hope to accomplish once you really get on the field and start preparing for the uh, game opener. Well, our players were uh, given four or five days off in the last week to see their families because obviously when this thing gets started, you know, we're, we're rolling. And, uh, you know, the thing that's so exciting about this time is um, – for our defense and really our team as a whole, but our defense specifically is, you know, we have to develop our identity of who we are, right? You know, what we're going to be about. And I think the challenging thing about that of being a coach is balancing the tactical and the intangible, right? The tactical aspect of the scheme, the front, the coverage, the adjustments, everything that goes with that, the scripting, the walkthroughs, all that stuff. And then the intangible aspect of at the end of the day, you know, you know, we have a huge toolbox, and we take a lot of pride in that. But playing defensive football still is about a lot of the intangibles, you know, playing with toughness and effort and physicality and poise, you know what I mean? So we have the opportunity uh, before we start prep for our first opponent, you know, 15, 20 days of really developing that identity. And, uh, you know, we get to do it against a tough, physical, aggressive offense that has a lot of variables. So it's going to kind of create some anxiety on our team of getting prepared and be out, being out there to go out to execute. Uh, so we're really, really excited about that. And, you know, we need to leave this camp, you know, in my opinion, with one, you know, a team that plays with relentless effort, right, that represents everybody that supports Southern Miss, uh, our community, our former players, to say, hey, they come out there and watch us play defense and say, man, they play the right way. You know, they don't care about three downs, four downs, drop eight, drop six, blitz five, whatever. They play the right way. You know, the second thing is tackling. You know what I mean? I think the most under-talked about thing in football is tackling. And, um, you know, we're working that every day in the summer. You know, we had a group. We, we've improved so much with our approaches and our finish. I'm excited about putting pads on to see that putting the work. You know, it's continuing to sharpen that iron there. You know, you know, we got to get where we prevent explosive plays. That's what the game has kind of become now. It's big plays, big plays, big plays. And a lot of that goes to tackling, right? You know, you got to be able to get people to the ground and make people drive the football and beat you. And then the last thing is, you know, become situational experts in the big parts of the game, you know, which to me are first down defense, uh, third down defense, and in the red zone. Everybody always talks about third down defense. Crap, you can't be any good on third down if you're not good on first down. You know, so really mastering those things and working together with our offense and the challenges they present us and, you know, creating that identity for us or what we want to be on defense. Coach, I think back to the heyday of Southern Miss uh, defensive football and, and, uh, in, in many, many situations, the, the, the offense, uh, the offense on the other side, particularly the quarterback, they, they really just didn't have time to do anything. I mean, it was just a matter of survival. And, and that cut down, obviously, on the big plays. Then I think about the last couple of years where the team did give up some big defensive plays, and I think part of that was due to a lack of pressure on the quarterback. So will will putting constant pressure on the quarterback and the offensive line of the opposition, will that be a big part of your defense? Uh, well, you know, I think the, the thought of pressure, right, you know, we always look to every week to affect the quarterback. Every play, we want to affect the quarterback, right? Now, what does that mean? You know, certainly the best way to affect the quarterback is the sacking. You know, well, that's not always going to be the case, but you know, affecting with, you know, obviously the rush. You know, if you're blitzing or pressuring, the things that come with that, 
as well as what you do in the secondary. And, you know, a big part of what we do on defense, you know, here is we want to make uh, the same things look different and different things look the same. You know I mean, we want to create that stress and anxiety for him, and not only for him, but the people that we prepare against. You know, we want to be, uh, you know, a challenging three-day prep. You know, that's really the, the amount of days you have to practice for an opponent. Real physical work is three days. You know, we want to create enough variables. Uh, certainly we want to have an identity. We want to create enough variables where we're affecting that guy in all aspects of his life, not just the physical aspect, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, man, people have a lot of theories, but playing quarterback is the hardest thing to do in sports. And it's really, really hard. And high school coaching has made it better. The schematics of the game have made it better. Technology, to give coaches more resources to develop quarterbacks. Uh, but at the end of the day, we have to work to affect him. And that is, to me, a lot of different things. But certainly we're going to be aggressive. Uh, you know, we're not going to be a three-man rush drop 18. <laughs> you know, we're going to be aggressive. And we're going to try to dictate to the opponent what they can do to us, not vice versa. I know it's really early. You haven't even broken your, your, your fall camp. But what, what can you tell us about South Alabama, the opening opponent, and what do you anticipate out of that, uh, of that opponent the first time you guys take the field? Um, well, you know, we have a lot of respect for Coach Womack and what they do and Coach Applewhite and their offensive staff and uh, – you know, they have a diverse background and a couple of different type of systems, and we look forward to uh, the prep that we've already had uh, throughout the spring and summer and then, you know, our two weeks previous to the game. So we look forward to competing against them. You know, they uh, brought in some transfers, some O-linemen, some quarterbacks, so we look forward to the opportunity to prepare to play them. All right, Luke? Not only them, uh, Coach Armstrong, but you know when you look across Conference USA, and uh, there, there is a whole lot of teams on the schedule this year. You know, from a defensive perspective, that are going to be, or from their offensive perspective, from us defending them, they're going to be run first. And you know, apart from maybe North Texas, but when you look at you know the system Rice has and and UTEP has, even even UAB, I mean, you're going to have to fill a lot of holes this year. And it's kind of interesting for Conference USA for several teams that Southern Miss has faced over the years that a lot of these teams now are are going to be run first yeah absolutely you know you kind of start with that you know the rice eats up the two back stuff kind of a throwback not many people are doing that you know from you know that Jim Harbaugh David Shaw you know Stanford tree and you know look forward to you know we spent a lot of time in the offseason you know kind of preparing for that we would break down certain weeks to look at certain opponents and kind of see where they're at but by the time we play both those teams you know we're gonna have you know four or five games on them so we'll certainly have information and obviously you know, UAB, when I was at Lafayette, we had the opportunity to go to UAB and, you know, win a really good game uh, there on a Friday night at Legion Field. Uh, you know, they're kind of that App State tree now where they, you know, run a bunch of wide zone and uh, have some talented running backs and tight ends. But you're exactly right. You know, and you can't forget, you know, UTSA, they do a good job running the football. You know, I have multiple personnel, have a quarterback that's a good runner as well. So we're certainly looking forward to the challenge to prepare for some kind of unique uh, offenses this year in our league. I'll probably ask Coach Hall the same question tomorrow, but do you like it not playing conference until really week five, getting all the non-conference out of the way so that maybe you have opportunities to shore things up before you hit the conference slate? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we have to play the schedule they give us, you know, and uh, I haven't really spent much time in that. I think there's certainly a lot of validity to playing a non-conference slate to start the season. Uh, to constantly improve. You know, there's old adage that, 
you know, your biggest improvement for a football team is from week one to week two. I think we kind of heard that before. But, you know, I, I just, you know, obviously I think there's some advantages of that. But I think the biggest thing is us, you know, on the defense side of the football is, you know, we always begin everything we do with the ending in mind, right? You know, and we work constantly and the way we practice, the way we walk through the, the system and opportunities that Coach Hall gives us, uh, you know, our cumulative effect of work, you know, we really look forward. I really believe that we're going to be a better football team and a better defense from week one to the end. So to me, you know, we just got to play wherever they roll, out, roll us out there to play. Sure. Last question for me, Coach. Tell our listeners, listen across the state and really, uh, you know, across the U.S., the number one reason why they should be excited about this new nasty bunch under Austin Armstrong. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the thing that we are constantly working here is, like I said earlier, we want to be a, a defense that represents the people that support uh, our organization. You know, we want to be tough, we want to be physical. We want to play with great effort and enthusiasm uh, and give them a product they can be proud of. You know, we're going to you know, be very multiple, be exciting, all that things that come with that. And, uh, you know, but to me, the t- intangible aspect of putting a product out there that represents the people that have come before you and the people that support you. You know what I mean? Our fan base is a, you know, a blue-collar, tough group, and uh, so we want to be a defense that uh, reflects those people. Coach, we want to thank you for coming on the Eagle Hour. We really can't express our gratitude for uh, enough for how open all of you guys on the new staff are to us and to our listening audience. I know that they really enjoy hearing from you. And, uh, Coach, we're all really excited about the season, and uh, we're going to be in your corner 150%. Well, you know, to kind of echo Coach Hall and his message out there, you know, we have a lot to be proud of here. You know, our administration – Jeremy McLean and his, his staff have done a phenomenal job. We've already upgraded a lot of things in our, our facility. Uh, we have a lot to be proud of here. And the best way you can help us is to be in the rock and be in Mobile week one in black and gold and be really loud. And if you'll do that, time will tell that we're going to give you a product you can be proud of and help Southern Miss become what it should be. Thank you very much, Coach. Coach Austin Armstrong, defensive coordinator for the Southern Miss football program. Head coach Will Hall on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. It's the Golden Eagle Football Week right here on the Eagle Hour. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Great conversation with Southern Miss football defensive coordinator Austin Armstrong in his first year of leading the Nasty Bunch. Only 32 days until September the 4th. You heard Coach Armstrong give the challenge. Uh, go down to Mobile. Be really loud the next week against Grambling. Fill the rock. And uh, let's support uh, this new coaching staff who I believe is going to be really good. So anyway, Eagle Hour on a Tuesday. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, 4th Street Bar and Grill, brings you the third segment every single day. Hamburger steak, they had corn, mashed potatoes, and cornbread on the side. Or 
a hot honey baked ham and cheese po' boy with fries. All that was at uh, at Fourth Street Bar and Grill today. Lots of stuff always going on, and we appreciate their sponsorship at the Eagle Hour. Kelly Sander out in public today. If you're actually down, uh, where is that, Kelly? Moselle, East of Butchie area. People can swing through and, and get your autograph today as you're out in public. Oh, yeah, but but, but please, Luke. I, it's so difficult for me to be dodging paparazzi. You know, so let's just leave, let them leave in, in that general area. They'll just have to find me. Okay. Yeah. You know, when, so, when you someone that has never had any any paparazzi following them is Conference USA leadership, and uh, got some news <laughs> out of the conference today. Yeah, the uh, the conference announced that Cameron Campbell has been hired as the associate commissioner in charge of finance. Cameron Campbell goes to the conference from a Southern Methodist University, where he had worked on the, the finance handling the financial statements for that university and the athletic department. And prior to SMU, he was at the University of Texas doing the same thing. So, as I say with sarcasm, you see the direct Conference USA tie there <laughs> from SMU in <and> Texas. <laughs> no, actually, actually, he is a native of Birmingham, uh, so we got to give him that much. Um, and and did his undergraduate at Samford. But Cameron Campbell, now the associate commissioner in charge of finance of Conference USA. And according to Jared Kalmus, a study has been conducted of Conference USA football players in the transfer portal. Since last year, 143 football players have entered the transfer portal. Only 11% of them signed on with Power 5 schools. 65% of those athletes have yet to sign anywhere else. So that certainly is not a very good success rate for Conference USA football players going to greener pastures, so to speak, or signing anywhere as far as that goes, That, according to uh, Jared Kalmus. And then, of course, unfortunately, two years ago uh, today was when that tragic shooting at the Walmart in El Paso took place, and the University of Texas El Paso uh, will be taking time out today to um, not not commemorate that, but certainly remember those that, that passed in that uh, tragic shooting two years ago. And activity on the campus at Southern Miss, football players getting moved in. The first official practice in the Will Hall era will take place tomorrow. And uh, Luke just talked about 32 days away from kickoff. Well, they, they get after it officially for the first time tomorrow in Hattiesburg, and I'm not sure that there's ever been a sense of optimism like there has been this year. It's certainly been a long time, anyway. And when you when you move into the dorms, and Luke can probably address this, when you move into the dorms and you're there with your roommates and you're setting up your TVs and stereos and whatever else you got going on in there, that's kind of a, that's kind of a highlight of the year because it marks officially that it's time to get down to business, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it, certainly. So first practice Bob, tomorrow. Bob what, Bob, what I enjoyed about days like that, particularly move-in day, was that when, when I was there, Coach Bauer, we all, we all moved in Van Hall. Even if we lived off campus, we had to be together during during camp. And it was uh, everybody, it, it was the big, the big day for, okay, time to go, it's on, let's go. 
it's here. And so whether you ended the last season on a, on a loss or whether you ended it on a win, you could either get a fresh taste in your mouth or, or spit out the bitter taste because it was time to rock and roll. Bob, such a such a huge day today in a, in a lot of uh, emotions. And it's something that, that hasn't happened much. I mean, I know it's happened this past several years, but it, this is the, the official start of a new football season under a new coaching staff. Right, and everybody's undefeated, and everybody has new optimism and, and a great chance uh, – a great chance to be excited. You know, one good thing, guys, that struck me is being a lot different than the past. I was looking uh, at the information Jack Duggan sent out today about the schedule, and every every practice will be at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, two two, I think, two hours and fifteen minutes. No afternoon practicing, at least on that schedule. Uh, so, really, no practicing in the heat of the day. And if there was anything uh, back in the, the eons ago that I was involved in football, it was uh, it was the thought of those afternoon practices, you know, at uh, at two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon when it was one hundred and fifteen degrees. I just wonder, uh, Kelly Sander, does that uh, does I guess everybody's doing that? Does does that just change the change the perspective of getting ready for football? Or you have, you have less opportunities. To, to make an impression on the coach. But on right. the positive side of that, you have less opportunities to screw up, yeah. you know. But I think as as research has advanced, as science and technology have advanced too, Bob, I think there's, there's those direct correlations between, you know, the heat of the day, um, just just not being good. And, and the heat of the day with those heat indices. And, you know, I think they're just learning that it's just not, it's just not good to have the human body endure. Um, some of that stuff and is CTE's research. So the lack, you know, that's cutting down on practice time too can certainly help, you know, cut down on, on some of those things. But, right. but, but one practice, you know, it used to be, oh, just take a salt tablet and get back that's in there. exactly well, right. I, I can't, Luke, did you guys ever even have salt <laughs> tablets even when you played? <laughs> They existed, and, and Stump's dad, Coach Taylor, I mean, he, he had them. Everything was that old Kramer brand. But I tell you what, we never took salt tablets. Uh, and, you know, we were we didn't even really get Gatorade. It was just all water. But, yeah, I, I saw those, and I think they were so old when I opened the can, they were all just like one giant pill meshed together. And here's, and here's something that's going to be different this year, too, guys. And, and I forgot to tell you this, but um, as I've been speaking with a lot of the assistant coaches on the football team, just about every time we conclude a conversation, one of the assistant coaches will say to me, so when are you and Bob Luke coming to practice? And I, and I said, well, what do you mean? They said, well, you know, it, you could probably have more of an insight as to what we're doing if you guys would come to practice. I said, we're, we're allowed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To to uh, yeah. Yeah. I saw that today. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. Yeah. How different is that? Yeah. They, they said, uh, and you don't even have to sit on the sidelines, man. They said, come out here. You know, just stand next to me and, and, and just you guys, whatever you want. We would love to have you come to practice. Why don't we go to one next week, Santa, and then you can take me across the campus and buy breakfast over at the Midtowner. Well, I was thinking of actually after after practice and that heat, I was thinking of going to 4th Street and wetting our whistle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, we got two at minutes. At 10 in the morning? <laughs> hey. It's happy hour somewhere. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, isn't it, Kelly? <laughs> All right, I got a question for you, Senator, kind of off the subject. It was brought to my attention before I went on the air this afternoon that 
that a week from Friday we're going to be doing a grand opening or an event at a place called Excalibur Vapes, big vape yeah. shop that's just opening. And the day and the and part of the deal is they're going to be SWA wrestlers at the event. And I know you're you're an experienced man when it comes to professional wrestling. Any advice on uh, what we should ask these cats? Maybe should we challenge them to a an arm wrestle or what do you think, Santa? Well, let me let me first find. You got to tell me who's going to be there. I'll find because, that out for you. Yeah, because I, I know all the idiosyncrasies and I know just what buttons to push with these guys. And uh, trust me, they're 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 nobody you want to mess with. Um, they so, are athletes, aren't they, Kelly? Yeah, they are. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and when you look at the background of a lot of pro wrestlers, it's amazing how many of them come from uh, baseball, football, gymnastics mm-hmm. back, backgrounds, and. Um, I mean, we all understand, you know, how they make their living, but, but, but some of that, you know, people go, oh, well, that's. I hesitate to use even use the word fake, but they'll go, oh, and I said, okay, really? When a guy gets picked up and thrown down on the ground like that, that's fake. Well, okay, why don't you go do it two or three times? <laughs> wrestling's real. Pro wrestling has always been real. Now I heard it was the like the Bushwhackers and and some and one of the guys from the Legion of Doom and. Jake the Snake Roberts and the Big Boss Man. I heard you were tight with all those guys, Kelly. Well, the Big Boss Man's been dead for five or six years now. So, I <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, back in the Sid day, Justice. I, actually, I actually interviewed Randy Macho Man Savage. Spent a whole evening in Jackson one night uh, because he came from a, ba- a baseball background. Uh, he used to be a catcher in the Cardinals organization. Did you guys know that? No. Yeah, Randy Savage. Only, only you would know that, Kelly. Yeah. No, he was a terrific athlete. Now, Kelly, are you old enough to know who Bruno San Martino was? Of and course. Cowboy of Bill course. Watts? Of course. And the Mongoloid? The Mongoloid? Remember the Mongoloid? Cowboy I'm not Watts. old enough. Yeah, uh, Cowboy Bill Watts used to run the, the, the wrestling pro- promotion in uh, the Memphis in the Mid-South. Right, right. Wrestling. And Bruno San Martino... <laughs> lost his championship to the Iron Sheik, who later went on to lose his title to a guy named Hulk Hogan. Damn, Kelly, man, that guy's got the a brain full of how, more useless how information many? than any ten people I've ever done. Here's the real question: about How many how many high school mascots in Mississippi are named after professional wrestlers? Think about that one during the break, Sander. We'll be oh back. wow. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Tuesday brought to you by 4th Street. No, they brought you last segment. This segment is brought to you by On Hardy Street, DBAT, D1 Training, DBATHattiesburg.com. Great places to go. Softball batting cages, baseball batting cages, 70-yard indoor track facility with weights, all at D-Bat and D1 on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss men's golf with three members named to the Shrixon Cleveland Golf All-America Scholars 
for the 2020-2021 academic year by the Golf Coach Association of All-America All-Academic Team. Matt Lawrence, Brian Richards, and Bryce Wilkinson all named that second year in a row. Golden Eagles have had three golfers named to the All-Academic Team. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Sander from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. So, Kelly, uh, I, I just our uh, our conversation uh, went down the tubes in, in the yeah. commercial break, <laughs> but we did manage to come up with two. So, so Pisgah High School, they're the Dragons, and right. Laurel and Purvis are the Tornadoes, and then right. we have a plethora of Bulldogs. So right. there you go. Tell us the three wrestlers before we, uh, so we can just waste more time in this segment. Well, the British Bulldogs, of course, you know, uh, Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid, uh, they, were, they were the British Bulldogs. And then the, the Pisgah Dragons could have been named after Ricky the Dragon Steamboat who beat Randy Macho Man Savage at WrestleMania three for the Intercontinental title. And then, you are, you take, are you taking this down, Bob? I'm making and, notes, Kelly. Don't talk too fast. <laughs> okay, okay. And then the Tornadoes, of course, Carrie Von, the late Kerry Von Erich was known as the Texas Tornado. Um, hard as I try to rack my mind, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any high school mascots uh, that are called the Ugandan Giants after Kamala. <laughs> Is that Kamala Harris? No, no, no. Hush, no I knew you were going to go there, Hush. <laughs> but but if we if we wanted to be honest, though, Canebrake does have its own uh, mascot uh, represented in the World Wrestling Federation, the Million Dollar Man, because you're just simply right. better than us at Canebrake, Kelly. Yeah, but the Million Dollar Man, a million dollars at Canebrake, you know, that's snow cone money. Pocket chain. <laughs> Kelly, let yeah, me ask yeah. you a question. Has your daughter walked away from you in the... Uh, Airport, so that no one will think she's related to you with you talking oh, yeah. all these wrestling names. When we, yeah, when we started talking wrestling, she just waved and got out of the car, and she, she's back in the airport getting on her plane. So, uh, yeah, a little I, no, bit. I can't say that, that I blame the child at all. You know, I, I can't either. But you know, there's a, there's kind of a a youthful uh, there's kind of a youthful excitement I have regarding you know this coming football season. And again, if you can you can say we're drinking the Kool Aid or. Or in this case, I will be drinking Gold Rush, the new Southern Prohibition beer that will right. be offered That's right. uh, to Southern Miss football fans. And, and like you know, and I guess I guess we could be wrong. I mean, I did vote for Ross Perot not once but twice. Um, but I just I, I'm like Luke. I, I you know maybe maybe I'm drinking the Kool Aid so to speak. But I just I just am really fired up about this season. If you voted. If you voted for Ross Perot, you have drank some Kool-Aid in your life. Not once, but twice, buddy. I've voted yeah. twice. Yeah. A lot of people um, did. Yeah, they did indeed. Um, so I just I, I, I just think, and, and maybe part of it had to do with COVID, that last season was just so weird. Um, and this and, and who knows, again, where we may be headed with some of this other stuff going on around now. But um I just, I just think this season is going to, and I'm telling you, I'm, you get, a lot of people think I'm nuts, and they wouldn't be the first ones to say it, but I'm looking at eight and three. I'm looking at an eight and three record. Who do they Hello? lose to, Kelly? Who do they lose to <laughs> no, with you, eight you, and three? No, you, you got to be nine and three. We got playing twelve games. Yeah. Who, who are the okay. three losses, Kelly? Um, well, I think we'll lose in overtime to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> double, double overtime. Oh, double overtime. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's enough. <laughs> um, 
UAB, we might get beat by. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one more. Rice? No. UTSA. Uh, well, see, everybody, everybody, that's the sexy pick this year is UTSA, but I'm not sold. Yeah. I'm real. La Tech might be the other one. La Tech. Because yeah. we just, we just, yeah, we don't do very well against La Tech for right. some reason. And, and what are you UAB, talking about? We beat them like uh, 15 years in a row. Well, what's, Arthur, what's, what's the team that we always seem to lose to even when we shouldn't? Is that UAB? They pretty UAB much have dominated us lately. Yeah. Other than two years ago when we skull drug them, and I still don't know how how that happened. But I, I, I'm I am going out again on this program and saying I am not scared to death, but my 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 eyebrows are raised after the Rice game because that's going to see you're going to see what this team's made of after after probably getting beat at Bama on the road at Rice. But yeah, there is other than the Alabama game. Every single and half of the the UAB game, every single game on the schedule is winnable. I think so it, it wouldn't what? it wouldn't surprise me at all if there was nine wins. Real quick, Luke, was with the bumper musical. What scares you about Rice? It's not an. It's on the road. You could start off three and zero. You get beat at Bama halfway bad, and you got to turn around and lick your wounds. I don't. We'll I don't talk think about so. it more later. All right. Remember later this: on. Kelly Sander has officially predicted an overtime loss to the Crimson Tide right here. On the Double. Eagle Hour, yes. Our, our regards to your daughter and our apologies as well, Kelly. Thanks, guys. Always good to talk to you. Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.